time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. And welcome to another edition of Bump and Run. I am Run. And I am Bump. Hello there, Bump. How are What's you? What's happening? Nothing much. I guess uh, there's... I mean, there's there's not a lot to talk about. We were just kind of, before we started this, trying to figure out everything that we were going to deal with, and mm. the tour is over in, uh, they're actually in Korea now. Everybody seems new... to be over in Asia. The LPGA yeah. Tour. It's the swing. The Champions PGA Tour is not tour. Champions Tour is not. No, they're here. And um, and then, of course, the internet got broken by <laughs> Tiger Woods again. <laughs> he likes to break the internet. Well, listen, we got to give him credit because we used to criticize him for not doing anything mm-hmm. or not saying anything, and we didn't know where he was. Now he's released three videos in the space of a month showing his various golf swings. First of all, it was the 60-yard wedge, which he mm-hmm. said he was hitting really straight. Then there was the kind of, I would say, three-quarter yeah, seven iron. speed, seven-iron or something. And now it's a driver. And the interesting thing about the driver one is that he's not standing on a range this time. That's right. He was He was on a golf hole. Assuming that uh, at where medalist probably, yeah. And there's one report that said he played 45 holes over the weekend, which is uh, positive. Yeah, it's and been he's been given clearance by his doctor to resume full activities, no no hold back. So right. uh, there he is. He's out playing, doing what he's going to do. But it seems like in the space of since the President's Cup, he's gone a long way towards. Uh, a long way towards you know sort of being a guy who said he didn't know what his future was going to hold to uh, now he looks like he's uh, trying to gear up and get ready for the new season. That's right, and you know I I think we all figured he'd play at some point this year. I think people are going to overreact now and say, "Oh, Hero World Challenge is coming up; he's going to play yeah. there." But you know, uh, his agent Mark Steinberg told Bob Herrick that there is no imminent return. There's no timetable. Right. Um, they're going to take it slow, and again, he should take it slow. He needs to be. I would like to see Tiger be a hundred percent healthy when he comes back. But having said all that, uh, you know, like we were just saying a month ago, we said he didn't even know if he was going to play ever mm-hmm. again. So now you you kind of throw all these different wrenches into the thing, and, and there are different, I guess, possibilities. Right. So if I was to give you an open field and say, where do you think we will see Tiger next? Where do you think it would be? Well, I would say based on the progress, I would say somewhere in the Arnold Palmer range. That might be good. Based on where you know, gear and again, like he's gonna, he wants, he's gonna want to play the majors. So, but I don't think he'll come back to Augusta not playing, not have played a competitive round. Um, he's done I it before. I know he's done it before. I don't think he wants, but I think he's. I think this is different, and it's different because. Well, one, it's different because he's being up front with everybody, and <laughs> which has never happened. And secondly, don't forget last time. Last time he said he wanted to take it slow, and he came back too early. I guess. I yeah. guess. I mean, I don't know. It's just like it's like my dad used to say. There's a guy hitting his. He walked down the street and he sees a guy hitting his head against the wall, and he says, "Why are you doing that? Because it feels really good when I stop." So, like, maybe he's finally learning that he really can't just kind of come back. He has to wait even longer. Yeah, I I th- I think so. I think he's finally learned that if he wants to have any sustainability, he needs to get his body right and he's got to make sure the swing matches matches that. So whatever that means, whatever whatever it means to his swing, um I think he's going to take his time. And I don't I honestly, you know, the problem with Tiger coming back in the past is he comes back to hard courses all the time. 
Tory. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he comes back and plays tough. Tor- like, he doesn't play the Bob Hope classics of the world, right? right. Where you can shoot right. thirty under par. Um, which maybe is he should come back and play. Maybe he should come back and play like a McKenzie tour event, a Canadian uh, tour. Yeah, why? Like, maybe warm Ease up. Into it. Warm up in one of those. Can you imagine that? That'd but I think, but I think that would actually be brilliant. Come back and play in like a web event. No, I think yeah. I like the Canadian tour event. Well, that would be. Can you imagine the, the <laughs> what that would cost? That would be unbelievable. Tiger, um, Tiger is playing the Alberta Open. <laughs> but but that's why I think Bay Hills a fit for for yeah. him to come back and test out whether you know he's ready to give it a go at the majors. Because again, he's going to play the majors. This is Tiger Woods. He wants to win majors. He wants to win tournaments. Go to Bay Hill. You know the course. It's not overtly difficult. Um, you know it's, it has its challenges, but it can it's it's a gettable course, and see what happens. Um, okay, again, a, that, that all depends on what he's going to do from now until until March or April, right? Okay, here's here's the pop quiz for today. Today's right. pop quiz question for you: What year did Tiger last play all four major championships? Wow, that's a great question. I would say 2013. Yes, you win. That's great. Congratulations. What do I win? Do I win anything? Well, you, no, but whatever you've won, you can trade it for the curtain where Carol Merrill is standing if you'd like. Oh, great. This is Let's Make a Deal, the late, great Monty Hall. Is there a, is there like a 56-degree wedge behind it? Because I could use that. <laughs> That's what you need? Okay, yeah. we'll get you one of those. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Tiger's got to learn to uh, really pace himself, maybe not go chase Dubai money or Abu Dhabi money right. again this time. You know he doesn't need that kind of money anymore. I don't think. I don't think he does. I mean, who he knows what's going on in his world? Listen, the guy hasn't had a job for for four years, <laughs> basically. But he, but he still gets endorsement money. You know, he's still got his foundation. I, I think Tiger's doing okay. I think he's doing all right. Uh, all right, let's move on. the uh, The PGA Tour is. But on you its didn't Asian say. Swing. You didn't actually say where you thought he was going to come back. I think he's going to come back at Augusta National huh? because I think I think a it fits in the time frame. Mm-hmm. B, it's not necessarily a difficult golf course. Uh, and C, I think he knows the golf course very well, feels comfortable there. So even if he's just kind of like playing on half a swing, he could probably still shoot yeah. a decent number there. Yeah, he's done it before. So to me, that one makes sense from a lot of different standpoints and the fact that you know he just wants to play major championships. Right. But I, I don't know. I think... I like the idea that he might come back a little earlier, but I guarantee you he'll be. If he's not playing before, that he'll be playing by the time he gets to Augusta. That's my my no lock. Uh, oh no, my locked it in free for you, Pooley's guarantee. That's right. Book him for you Augusta. To this podcast. When you listen to the next podcast, it'll be. I'll, I'll change it the other way, yeah. so I'll be fifty percent right. <laughs> when all of a sudden least. he's had a. When all of a sudden he's had a uh, a relapse and he's had another surgery. Well, listen, Davis Love had that kind of surgery, and he won at 51. That's so, right. Hey, he can come so back and win. I, I, you know, I'm not one of those people that thinks he can't come back and win. He can come back I and agree. win. Um, I agree. No question. Um, whether he can win, say, a U.S. Open, I don't know, maybe not. But at the Masters, for sure. And a regular tour event, I think he can. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. He could probably win at Glen Abbey. Maybe he'll come there. Maybe he that's should. where he'll come back. Maybe he should. Yeah, Get some good, good. feelings He's back. He's won. Yeah. Last time exactly. he played. No, actually, no. He played the next year. Um, okay, Asia. so let's, let's move on. Everybody's in Asia. Let's talk everybody's about in everybody Asia. being in Asia. Kuala Lumpur, 
and then they were in. Now they're in Korea. The men. Mm-hmm. Last week, a big sort of a surprise. Pat Perez. That's awesome. That's great. And I wanted to ask you the first question. I wanted to ask you is who do you think has better hair, Ooh. Pat Perez or Tommy Fleetwood? Oh, I knew you were going to go Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, you have to go Tommy. You know, Fleetwood. I read an article the other day on Pat Perez, and since everybody makes fun of his hair, yeah, I think uh, I would go Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood has better flow, I think. I it's think more, it looks more, looks it looks more, more like kept. hockey hair. Yeah, and it looks yeah. more kept. Yeah, that's true. Pat's looks a little un, un, unwaveringly toward, sort of wild, doesn't yeah. it? And maybe a little greasy. Yeah, maybe it does. It t- absolutely does. Fits his personality. He's, that's right. But here's a guy who won, who's won twice now in, what, 15 months or something? Yeah, yeah. He's, Twenty-five, twice and, in like 25 starts, something like that. So, like, maybe if he keeps playing like that, we could have, in the singles matches at the Ryder Cup in France, we could have Fleetwood versus Perez. It's too bad his nickname wasn't Mac. It could be the Fleetwood <laughs> Mac. But it, oh, that would be funny. You know, I think, I think Pat Perez is definitely one of those guys that wants to be on one of those teams. Um, yeah. He seems to have a new, a renewed vigor for golf. Um, he's never been one of those guys who's held back his opinion, and but... You know, since the shoulder injury, he's come back very. He's come back and play. Obviously, played very well. Um, yeah. One thing I read in an article I read it was that by Alan Shipnuck. Um, he for fifteen years, like he's he's been fifteen or sixteen years, he's kept his card and not won. And Jason Gore said that was one of the more underrated accomplishments that nobody That's knows about PJ. That is pretty impressive that you don't win and That's you still good. keep your job for. All these years, but that's consistency, or maybe uh, you know a lot of second places, third places, mm-hmm. fourth places, something like that, where you can win enough money. But man, they, like the guy, he's a he's an excellent player, and seems to you know it's funny when you have a new vigor for life, how well you can play. That's and right. you know that's he kept right. he kept the he kept his foot on the comp or the field's throat and never let him back in it. No, that's right. He was he uh, he dominated that tournament. That mm-hmm. was uh, that was good. He was always always kind of in charge of it most yep. most of the way through. Um, and here's an interesting story. Just talking about renewed vigor for life. I didn't I didn't discuss this with with you before, but uh, there was a great article last week or two weeks ago. Danny Willett wrote on the European yes. tour about how he didn't even want to play golf anymore after uh, after a while after the Masters because he was playing so bad. He just wanted to go home and he had to go and play all these events over in basically what's this swing now last year. And uh, didn't even want to play. Said he hated golf. That's a yeah. That's un- unbelievable. You think that the Masters, you know, a major win like that is a springboard. Um, but I guess with with a with winning a tournament of that magnitude, expectations come, and then you don't start meeting the expectations, and then all of a sudden you lose your confidence. And then once you lose your confidence, it's not fun anymore. It doesn't matter what sport you play or what you do. If you're not that's doing right. well at it, it becomes a job. And you would think that most golfers out there, their job is not a job. They enjoy what they That's do. It. They enjoy hitting the ball every day. They enjoy playing rounds, playing competition. But that I, I, read, I read that article too, and I was I was shocked, shocked at that. But uh, you would think well, now, everything was going good for him, right? New child, yeah, uh, wins a major. You know, obviously his oh, yeah. Ryder Cup experience was not the greatest, but he did. He has gone into a. So now he's working with. A new coach who is Sean Foley, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. He's going to work with Sean. He fired Pete Cowan or parted ways. I guess you don't really fire a guy. Mm-hmm. You part ways with him now. That's a gentle way of saying you don't want to work with him anymore. The European then, guru, Pete Cowan. Yes, and uh, and new caddy, and so he's uh, going to try and get some mojo back. We'll see what happens with that. 
Well, it's fun, uh, it's and, funny that the, you know ca- all these caddy changes to buddies. You know, Keegan Bradley has one of his buddies on his bag now too. Finished runner-up in Malaysia um, in an attempt to try and get his career back on track because. You know, ever since he won that major, again, expectations. He's been on teams. Now he hasn't been on the last three teams. Um, wasn't in all the majors for the first time since he won the PGA yeah. Championship last year. And, you know, there's a lot of these guys that are, have lost it and then are trying to get it back. And they're doing it with the buddy system, apparently. Yeah, apparently this is the new formula for success on tour, the buddy system. Doesn't matter new, if your uh, caddy doesn't know the yardage <laughs> to that bunker. No. As or long as he can keep you which, laughing. That's right. Exactly right. Uh, nice performance by Nick Taylor last mm-hmm. week. It's two in a row. Second uh, second top 15 in, in two weeks, and he's uh, off to a good start. And some, some good moments for uh, Dillette and for Hadwin. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, those three are in Korea. Mac Hughes was in, but he's taking uh, he's leaving. I think he's going home because he's about to become a dad anytime mm-hmm. soon. So yeah. imagine he's gotten uh, he's got to stay close to home in uh, Charlotte. Um, but but it's this is a pretty good chance to make some headway early in the season for these guys, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Like I was I was doing some. I was just looking at at, at it because I know uh, Graham obviously and and Nick have had a couple good tournaments in a row. Adam's probably not somebody we have to worry about, but you know, especially for Nick Taylor, who you know who you know missed the playoffs not last year but the year before and was on on his got his card because he still had his win. But he's already over 100 points, and 365 was 125 last year. So he's almost, he's pretty much 40% of the way there in two tournaments. And, wow. And, you know, he's going to play this week, which was a bonus because he was an alternate. So, again, this is another short, small field event that's a guaranteed cut. $9.25 million is the purse, this, by the, the way. The runner-up gets a million. Second richest on the tour. You I know. That? That's crazy that's for crazy. one of these for one of these tournaments. But I knew you know, I the money's out in Asia, hard. right? And yeah. So for Nick to get this tournament, then he'll probably go back and play Sanderson Farms where he won a few years ago. Um, you know, you, you can't win the FedEx Cup in, in the fall series events, but you certainly can make headway to get to the playoffs. And, you know, say he plays five or six times, in this stretch and gets over 200 points. How good is that for him to set up the year? Man, then you then you take Christmas off and you kind of hang around and uh, buy nice gifts for the family and right. then and then you're back at it in January and you're like on easy street, really. right? You know, it, it really is like you can almost, you know, you have one good finish and you're probably over the hump and you're in the 125. So, um, you know, and you start working on your world ranking and starting to get into some of those other exactly. events, right? The majors, World Golf Championship events. If you start keep playing like this, like yeah. it's nice to see Nick playing well, right? Exactly. Um, you know, you got now the five guys inside the top two hundred now on tour. Right. You know, with Adam hanging in at fifty, but like Nick's inside the top two hundred. And then you know, you look at Austin Connolly, what he's doing in Europe. You know, on a limited schedule to be, you know, really close to the race to Dubai. I think he's seventy fourth and the top sixty get in. You know, whether he yep. gets there or not, I don't know. But again, he's he's done enough on a partial card to earn his full status on European Tour next year. And again, we all think Austin Connolly's a fantastic player. We saw what he did at the Open this year. Between the Challenge Tour and the European Tour, he's got ten, I think, top twenty-five finishes yeah. uh, on his on his record. And um, yeah. and I think that's pretty impressive for a guy who's like one hundred and twelve pounds. Well, everyone saw that picture this week. I'm sure that's, him with that Sergio Garcia was great. And then the re- and then they the redo? recreated it. It was really brilliant. I got to give those guys full credit. Yeah, his, no um, 
his mom, Austin Connolly's mom, has a whole bunch of those pictures, apparently, of, diff- of him with different players. When they used to live down in Dallas, they would come through. Right. And he would get his picture taken with a number of the players over the years. But for Sergio to kind of come out and, and redo it all, I think that's hysterical. Yeah, it was hysterical. Right after, right after their win, and Serge didn't have a great... Uh, well, he was okay in, that, in the third round. Austin wasn't great, but... Uh, yeah, no, that was anyway. pre- it was pretty darn funny. Pretty darn funny. European so Tour Canadians does some pretty field. funny stuff, though. The European Tour right. does great stuff. Did you see the one with uh, Molinari trying to hit hitting 500 balls to yes. try to make a hole in one? Yes. The that agony. Was great. And the the, uh, agony. Oh, the first one landed like two inches. Two from inches. The cup. Yeah, then he couldn't he couldn't get a couldn't get it uh, couldn't get it in from there. But and the uh, the the what was the video with uh, the four guys who could distract each other? Oh yeah, yeah, that's that right. Was that classic. was a good one. And my, my still my favorite though is the awkward announcer on the first tee. Yes. So they, the they had a guy there. Yeah, he was interviewing him on the first tee, and then he was wired in so that guys and other players were giving feeding him information and dirt and stuff. He was asking when he kept calling Dustin Johnson Zach Johnson. That was one of my favorite. <laughs> that was parts. funny. That was pretty good. Yeah, if you you got to check out the European Tour uh, Twitter account. There's a bunch of videos or EuropeanTour.com. There's a That's bunch it. of videos because they even brought uh, that kid over that was asking all the questions. Billy. Yeah, yeah Billy. Billy, the right. CBS brought him over for a bit. Uh, so I have uh, I spent last three days last week at the RBC Scramble presented by the Lincoln Motor Company. Get all the sponsors in there. Nice. That uh, We don't have a sponsor for this podcast. Maybe by the way. they Anyone can sponsor, like sponsor the podcast. Us. Maybe the RBC Scramble could sponsor our podcast. That would be great. Yeah. And the team from Cordova Bay won. Now, listen, i got to tell you, the first day it went out there, it was six degrees, and the wind was going 50 kilometers an hour, <laughs> gusting up to 80. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, these poor That's guys awesome. were out there playing golf. They literally were scrambling. Like they literally. were scrambling. And then they had the next two days. But Jared Dutrois was out there, and uh, he actually Jared actually walked in after 14 holes because he said it was too cold and because it was taking too long. They played five and a half hour rounds. I guess he was in the last group, just playing right. with some sponsors. And uh, and I think I, I think actually the whole group walked in, so it wasn't just like he quit or anything. I think they all just decided <laughs> they'd had enough. Yep. And then he played the next day at the Cliffs. And uh, but it was it was interesting to talk to this guy. I got to know him. We were actually roomies. We were sharing a uh, a four bedroom villa, nice. two of us. And uh, get to know him. He's only he's young. He's twenty two, mm-hmm. and he's just got sponsored by RBC, which is a big thing because they never sponsored him. any guys below the PGA Tour before right. in this way. So that's pretty big. But he was talking about how much this money kind of means. Like he just bought his first car. He used the money he won from the uh, Dan Halderson Player of the Year on the McKenzie Tour to buy it. I think it was like I think he said he bought a 2003 Volkswagen. <laughs> so it's and he's going to drive it down to uh, drive it down to, to Arizona where he's got to go to second stage. Right. And I guess he gets to practice at the ASU facility. But a nice young player and uh, and very personable. And uh, he talked to a lot of the players who were in the scramble event. And we had a little Q and A on one night, and it was kind of neat to uh, to hear him talk about what it's like as a young guy, even though you are sort of, uh, you know, got good reputation, mm-hmm. you got some good backing. It's, it's interesting to find out all the stuff he goes through to try and make ends meet. Yeah. It's, it's so tough on, you know, getting to the PGA tour for guys, you know, there's stories all through everybody's career has most, most players have a story, right? Most, yeah. most players do, but that he, like for RBC to sponsor him is huge for him as he oh. chases that, you know, that, you know, might help him, you know, if he gets into the web.com, he, he dominated his first stage of uh, Web Q School. And, 26 red. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. And. He's. Pl- no, go ahead. 
He's to say he's playing. He's playing the next one uh, in Arizona, or Murrieta, California. I think actually right. next stage, and right. then he's got the final stage. So he says eight more good rounds, and he can play on the web tour. But the next one's the big one. If you get through the second stage, you get a little bit of status right. somehow. Yeah, and and even more important, you get uh, you're able to get a visa, which helps. Oh, is that yeah? That's right. Yeah, absolutely would help. Um, but again, he's one of those kids that. Uh, we think are going to make that jump. And, you know, you've seen the steady stream of the young, some young Canadians who have started on the McKenzie tour, just like Jared did in his rookie year. And he played, he played pretty well. He made all, all those cuts. Um, you know, and he was contending in that, in the tour championship. And had he won, he would automatically, he would have got into the top five on the money list. Um, What's interesting is that, is that, you know, we're talking about all this great, we got great surge going forward, all this stuff, but, you know, on the PGA Tour, we've had six players before, right. and it was a long time ago that we had six players. So it's not like it's, it's in terms of actual numbers, I don't think it's any much different. I think this time around, though, that we have players who are better mm-hmm. than they did. Like it was, you know, Dave Barr, Dan Halderson, Ray Stewart, Richard Zockel, those kind of guys who were around on the PGA Tour were very good players and had very good chances. Now it just seems like the the, the better player, there's more players coming up behind them. Right. Yeah, all the way. So it's interesting. It's to that see p- how whole they... pyramid effect. There's a bigger yeah. base, so hopefully that leads to more play. But I think the staying power of these players, you know, when when Mike and Stephen were really the only two regular Canadians um, playing on tour about ten years ago, you know, guys would pop up. You know, like a, a John Mills would pop up, then go back down. Um, I think, you know, now with you know Graham and David and Adam. You know the staying power is there for these guys. These guys aren't bouncing up and down from the web to the PJ Tour. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. And I think yep. now, yep. you know, like a guy like Corey Connors, who, you know, made a pretty, you know, he made a steady, a steady climb, um, playing on different tours. But now, where is he? He's on the PJ Tour. Um, here's 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 a stat to make you feel old. I was talking with Jared last week, and he said. We said, uh, I said, what was you know what was the influence? Like, where were you when Mike Weir won the Masters? You know, did that influence your career? And he goes, mm, you know, I was seven. I didn't really remember it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's which goes to now. show you that we're kind of getting into a wave of guys now who know Mike Weir and know what he did, right. but they weren't directly influenced by that day, right? Uh, April two thousand three. You know, they're they're kind of younger than that. It's another wave, another generation coming up. Sorry to make you feel old, Weirsy, uh-huh. but yeah. that's that's the story. But they're reaping the benefits of what Mike started. Um, yep. You know, there's more people to look, you know, everybody looked up and wanted to be Mike in this, the current generation, you know, of Grams and Adams and and that. Yep. And now these younger guys who know what Mike started and, you know, the Golf Canada program is, is, is better and is now starting to churn out more quality players. Um, and again, Jared's one of them, but... You know, I, I, I hope he has that same steady climb as, as Mac Hughes had where he played on the McKenzie Tour and then a couple years on the web, and now he's on the PGA Tour and he's won. And Corey went to Latino America and McKenzie Tour and web tour, and now he's on the tour. Um, yeah, it's and, all good. You know, however, and Ben Silverman, you know, played all those mini tours and has now got his shot. So, you know, we have six. Again, we had six last year. But hopefully now more guys will stay. And then we're that's just it. and then we're just that's adding the to the numbers, right? Yeah, that's the key. That'll be good. Um, all right, so uh, we'll be back with you next time here, where we'll look at what happens in Korea. We'll look at the LPGA Tour Champions Tours getting into their Charles Schwab Cup home stretch. Yes, yeah, Stevie's and, uh, Stevie's up there. 
he's doing great, and we'll have some, uh, we'll have some probably some qualifying tour looks as well. Yeah, there's tons. Of, yeah, the end of October is the second stage of web qualifying. A bunch of Canadians made it through first web stage. qualifying. There's there's Euro Tour qualifying. There's yep. LPGA Tour qualifying. So lots of stuff to talk. Brooke about. had another top ten. Ho hum. Ho hum. Even mention yeah. that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's starting to starting to round into form. Still there playing. Keeps on playing. All right, that's it for this time. I am Run. And I am Bump. We'll uh, talk to you again.